Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. New guidance from the Biden administration is raising more questions than it answers when it comes to projects that potentially impact federally protected waters of the United States. The Army Corps of Engineers quietly released guidance this month stating that it and the EPA will not rely on decisions made under a Trump-era rule about whether a project involves these waters and thus will require a federal permit. This has created uncertainty about the treatment of projects at different stages of the permitting process or those previously found not to fall under federal jurisdiction, potentially affecting hundreds of projects across the building, mining, and agriculture sectors. Today, Politico's Alex Guillen on how a new Clean Water Act policy is causing confusion. It's Monday, January 24th. So just to orient us, imagine that you want to build a new mine or expand an existing mine or do really any kind of activity that would potentially impact what are called waters of the United States. That is the type of waters that are federally protected under the Clean Water Act. So you would then go to the Army Corps of Engineers and say, here's what I want to do. Here's where it is. Is any of this impacting federal waters? And they'll take a look. They'll figure it out. And you'll get what's called a jurisdictional determination. And that says either, no, there are no federal waters here, so you don't need to go through federal permitting. Projects still have to do things like state permitting, and there might be other federal laws they have to worry about, but not the Clean Water Act. Or they get a determination that says, yes, there are federal waters here, and so you do have to go through federal Clean Water Act permitting, which is an extra layer. It involves a lot more time, a lot more expense. So a lot of companies are happy to get the finding of no federal waters. So what happened was the Army Corps earlier this month put out very quietly some guidance that just said anyone who got a jurisdictional determination under the old Trump rule, known as the Navigable Waters Protection Rule, generally, if you got a a determination under that rule and you have already gotten through the permitting process, you're good. They're not going to revisit that. But if you got a determination and are either still in the permitting process or you got a determination that there was no federal waters, but that might have changed now that the Biden administration is changing the rules, you can't rely on that determination moving forward. So it's a big deal for anybody who's trying to develop a project and was at that particular stage when all this went down. Yeah, so what kind of impact could this have? What are the type of projects that this could affect? There are a couple of high-profile mines that are potentially caught up in this. One is the Rosemont Copper Mine out in Arizona. That one got a no federal waters termination in 2020. And something similar happened with the Twin Pines Mine in Georgia. That would be a metal mine they want to build. So there are environmental groups opposed to both of those projects Those are two examples. There are potentially hundreds of projects that are sort of implicated in this, and most of them are standard, non-controversial things, but there are a couple of high-profile things that have been caught up in this. And you spoke to water policy experts on the guidance for your story. What did they have to say? Yeah. um, So the experts I spoke to 
they combed over this guidance and generally were left with as many, if not more questions than the guidance answered. The guidance didn't provide any firm answers on what will happen to anyone who got a jurisdiction and hadn't yet gotten a final permit. The guidance is a little bit wishy-washy on what exactly people should do in those scenarios. And there's a history here where these sort of jurisdictional determinations, according to Army Corps guidance, are supposed to be good for five years. So once you get one, they're supposed to be good for five years and valid for that period. And now you've got the Army Corps saying, well, actually, we don't think you can really rely on some of these determinations, and even though they're only maybe a couple of years old. So potentially we're looking at litigation if anyone wants to try and fight this on an as-applied basis in court. But at the very least, we're looking at some pretty big headaches for a lot of Clean Water Act lawyers out there. Alex, you touched on this, but can you explain how the new guidance will impact projects that applied for permits when the Trump rule was in effect? Yeah, so this is a sort of a side effect of the broader back and forth that we've been having over the last three or four administrations, really, about where the Clean Water Act applies. Like, what are waters of the United States? It's a question that the Supreme Court has provided kind of an answer on already in the what's called the Rapanos decision from 2006. That could change potentially soon. But it's also a question that was tried to answer from first with the Obama administration. They put out what they called the Waters of the U.S. rule, WOTUS. Then there was the Trump version, the Navigable Water Protection Rule, and that one really rolled back protections a lot from a lot of wetlands and streams that a lot of experts say really should be protected federally. And then that's been thrown out, and now we're getting a new Biden replacement. So there's almost sort of this whiplash going on, constant back and forth over what is a water of the U.S. And it's not clear when there's going to be a a super clear answer from any corner of the government. Also, the Interior Department for the Biden administration approved more permits to drill on public land in 2021 than the Trump administration did in its first year in office. That's according to an analysis of Interior Department data by the Center for Biological Diversity, a progressive group. According to their tracker, the Biden administration approved around 3,500 permits, around 900 more than the Trump administration during its first year. Many of the new permits approved by the Biden Interior Department were in New Mexico, which became the second largest oil producing state last year. The Biden administration approving more permits than its predecessor has alarmed some environmental groups even as Republicans and the oil industry have criticized Interior for not holding lease sales for new land to drill on. More recently, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm and other administration officials have tried to say that the short-term oil supply is necessary to keep fuel prices down even as the government pushes for more renewable energy development. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels. Because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.